0: It's time for honest reflection in youth ministry. The present culture is more established than ever. It's so crushing for many a youth pastor. There's a lot to be learned about youth ministry and even more to be shared. Here's to hoping that this helps, whether you are 19 and have just started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years. We hope that this weekly dose of honesty and humor help to heal and renew hope for you and yours welcome to after nine the most honest hour in youth ministry
1: hello and welcome to after nine my name is chad higgins and i'm zach Working. Dude, how in the world are and you? You know
2: what, Chad? I'm doing really good. I, I am ready for this summer. I am ready for this next season. Man, I just, there's just kind of like a buzz of what's about to happen, what's set before. And I'm just really excited about it. What about you?
1: Dude, I, I am absolutely stoked. I think it's going to be um, phenomenal. We got a lot of things uh, going on and and so we're gearing up, man. I think everyone prepares differently and all that kind of stuff. And so as far as I know, I think we're ready. Yeah. So, dude, so tell me, what do you got going on this summer? What's that look like for you?
2: Okay. So I need to go ahead and state it to our After 9 listeners now, and then we'll make good on the promise. So the month of June is wild and crazy busy for Zach Workin. Now, my promise to you is that we will have After 9 content for you every week of the summer because we know that you need it like we need it however i may not be johnny on the spot to have it ready every wednesday night after nine uh it may show up uh the midnight before it may show up the day of but just know every midweek of the summer we will have content we may have some fresh stories we may have some greatest hits and We may have some previously unaired stuff this summer we will have fresh content every week this summer but if you were that listener, that whoever it is in Chicago, that every time I upload it, right at nine by nine oh eight, we've got like listeners in They're Chicago. They're in, man. They're in. So just for all for all of our Chicago people <clears throat> or otherwise, know that it may not be exactly after nine each week um, because starting June one, I am basically on the road uh, ex- until June twenty fifth. Uh, we are flying with our young adult and youth missions team to Cambodia. We're spending a couple weeks in Cambodia, so we'd appreciate your prayers as we kind of go into uncharted. Guarded territory in rural Cambodia, villages that have never even heard the name of Jesus, and so we are taking them clean water, hygiene classes, new mom classes, in the name of Jesus, which are all good gospel. That's awesome. and then I get back and then we were going to Durham, North Carolina for the Duke Youth Academy where I serve as one of the kind of ministry coordinators on the leadership team for that. It's a theological uh, we don't use the word camp, but some kind of boot camp it's like, it's like wait, students it's, wait, it's, we don't use the
1: word <laughs> wait, hold on, like that's a, like you're above that or we're well, going to do everything of camp but we're not going to call it camp.
2: Well, here's the reasoning, here's the reasoning. It, it, it's a grant funded theological (laughs) Expedition at a prestigious university for students that have qualified to attend now It's still young people living in dorms for a week So there's very much like a camp energy and i'm typically the guy that brings that camp energy Um, (laughs) but but I mean we're studying with professor. It's like it's like high school seminary Like half of our listeners were like that's the greatest thing i've ever heard. other half listeners are like What? Seminary for 17 year olds gross <laughs> see okay, that is like one of
1: my all time like favorite things to make fun of is like the fact that I think you know youth ministry or churches or whatever, we, we like to do the exact same thing that we've always done, but we yeah. feel like if we just give it a new name, then like <laughs> we've like revolutionized it, right? It's like, yeah, you're like, we don't do Sunday school, we do small groups, and you're like, okay, so what's different? And then they just give you the blank stare, right? It's not like actually like, it's not like a small group, right? It's not, you're not in homes. You're not, you know, based around,
2: you know, they all just these cap are- the class sizes. <laughs> It's so like, so it's, it's still it's still Sunday morning, you know, it's Sunday it, it, school, but we stop or, or or it's Sunday school, but we don't take a role anymore. Right. Like right. we don't take attendance. So we're like edgy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we That's
1: think good. we're like cutting edge. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this, oh yeah, we're not all about that. Right. But we'll just call it a new name and think it's like completely different.
2: Totally fine. Yeah. yeah it, no. So, no, it's uh, so it's an academy. It's um, an, because,
1: I, I like the word expedition that you used. It makes thanks. me feel like you're taking the kids into a cavern somewhere.
2: You know, the gothic architecture of Duke is, you know, fair- there, there is a crypt. We do take them to the crypt of Duke Chapel where there's actually bodies buried. Yeah. So for all of our uh, Edgar Allan Poe fans that have read A Cask of Amontillado in high school, <laughs> it's very much a reenactment of that where it was just like smooth stones encasing this like narrow hallway that it's like, if they lock that door, I may never get out of here. <laughs> That's,
1: that's always healthy, right? Just a, a big I scare. Feel like,
2: I feel like every church probably has that room where like, if the door locks to this closet, they'll never find me. <laughs> it's good.
1: When when I was in high school, the church that I went to um, as a student, we would often play these like games where we would run throughout the church, right? And you'd hide and all that kind of stuff. And like as a student, like that's the funnest thing ever, right? Like you get to find these like little crawl spaces in the church that you're like, yes. why is this even like a thing? But you're like, this is the greatest hiding place yeah. ever. Right. And so, yeah, I think many of us have those places.
2: Did you call it Sardines or did you call it secret church? Were, were you, were you like very like religious about like calling it a Christian, speaking of giving it a Christian name, did you had to make sure to call it like underground church or secret church or did you allow to, were you allowed to call it sardines? Why it's well, name? So,
1: okay. So my, my student pastor was super creative. Um, and he would come up with all of these great games. Um, and I, okay. So I'll throw out a free game. Some of you may <laughs> use this here.
2: Um, free resources from Chad Higgins here on
1: a <laughs> midweek night. <laughs> Not at all mine. Scott Miller, this goes out to you. So, um, This game, I'm trying to remember what he called it. Oh, senior plunger is what he called it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was a phenomenal game. So the way that the, this building were, uh, worked, there were so many different entrances all around the building. It was a great big building and everyone had to start on the outside of the church. Okay. Okay there was one door that was unlocked and you didn't know where it was (laughs) because all the doors were these like, you know, push handle doors. So you could exit out of them, but you couldn't come back in. And so the youth minister and his wife would walk from like one door to another. And they would go from like locking one door to unlocking another one. Okay.
2: Weird zombie escape plan. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: so you, all the students, you were trying to find the entrance. Okay. So that was like, Chapter one of this game was find the entrance into this building. Okay, so you okay. get into the building, and once wait, you were is this is a like chapter
2: it, book. This is a chapter book game. I guess it was a choose, choose your own adventure. Choose your <laughs> oh,
1: those were the best books, right? <laughs> like by chapter
2: three, you get eaten by a dragon, and you're just like, forget it. I hate reading. It. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was the way to read where you keep all like your fingers and all the pages just to make sure. Yeah. It was like, wait, did I choose right? Wrong? Right? Wrong? oh, great. Yeah. page eighty three, save me. <laughs> reading was never so stressful, right? You should know if it takes you to the last page of the book, you probably probably are going to finish soon. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So anyways, um, so you, you work your way inside and then, so the youth minister is walking from door to door. His role is he can never turn around. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so he just has to walk from door to door and he can never turn around. Okay. If he spots anyone, he can call them out by name. If okay. he calls them out by name, you have to immediately walk outside. Okay. Okay. And then you got to find the new entrance somewhere in the church. There was like this painted plunger that he had hid. Okay. <laughs> and so you had to find this painted plunger.
2: The trophies and, in youth ministry Oh, are dude, was the as best. unique as they are golden.
1: <laughs> so once you found this plunger, he had a, uh, eight foot round table set up in the middle of the like, you know, gym area. And you had to get this plunger and you had to like plunge it right into the middle of the table, right? Like this, like sword in the stone moment, Plant the flag. Yeah. Bro. And so if you planted it in the middle, you won the game. Okay. And so the, but the whole time, like you're trying not to get seen. And so you're sneaking around, you don't know where he's at in this building. You know, he'll come around the corner spot. you. Call out your names and you're immediately outside. Okay. And so the game was just phenomenal, man. It was so much fun.
2: That's awesome. Anyways,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Wh- how I, we got I don't there. know
2: what that was related to, other than a uh, senior plunger. And we'll post the rules in the show notes for today's episode, <laughs> so that you two can modify your own version of this game. And you haven't played it, make sure to tag Chad Higgins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Scott Miller gets all the Scott credit. Scott Miller
2: that. gets all the credit. No, so we were I think we were talking about summer activities and calling things by a certain name, and ah, yeah, we yeah. at some point deviated from making fun of calling my academy just a camp uh, into Senor Plunger. <laughs> <laughs> but the roundabout story is that After Nine is not going on hiatus, um, but this summer is going to be chock full of stuff, and so be looking out for new stuff each week. Um, it's going to be vast and varied for what it will be, um, just because we know that you're busy and that we're busy, um, but we. We do want you to have that encouragement every week uh, asking those big questions doesn't stop because summer starts in fact it might even heighten a little bit so um, stay encouraged be encouraged again you can go to after and check out our speak pipe which is your way to leave us uh, just a little online voicemail maybe share a summer story or something that happened that's noteworthy um, that we can share with the rest of the community but chad I think the topic for today is, is, is a question to kind of put out to our community, put out to our listeners that's really relevant as we get kind of amped up for this summer season. We aren't going to stop asking the big questions about ministry. We might get a little more clouded with success, which is good, because it feels like things are working or firing, or it might be uh, a chance for the haze of, man, we're doing all this stuff. Am I making a difference to kind of settle in? But I think in the midst of stuff, the question that you and I have kind of asked back and forth is where is the minister in the midst of all the ministry? Sure. Uh, I think summer is the easiest season to get swept up in all of the stuff because there is always more to do and it's like the kids are already around. Like You, you may have that group that has a few folks travel, but most most assuredly, you're going to have a contingent of your kiddos that are just ready to do some stuff in the summer. They want snow cones, they want softball, they want service projects, they want camp, they want mission trips and there's going to be an itch to like be there for every single moment to calendar plan and program every single thing but here at after nine we care as much about the minister as the ministry so Chad walk us through what are the things we should be checking on ourselves asking ourselves to stay heart healthy and and, and keeping the right levels of expectation and success in mind in this summer season right.
1: so I, I think that that's probably where we start right for for us and and our honesty what are what are the primary questions Zach for yourself, and I'll kind of share mine as well, um, that you're asking yourself, what's the after nine thought for you um, at the beginning of summer, in the middle of the summer, and at the end of summer, right? Because while we may not have, you know, our normal Wednesday nights, or maybe you ramp up your Wednesday night, everyone seems to do it a little bit different over the summer. Um, we we have these, some, these questions that we're asking ourselves, right? That we're evaluating our ministry, we're evaluating ourselves. So what are... What are some of the questions that you find yourself asking yourself, Zach, during the summer?
2: So so one of the things that um, that I ask myself going into this summer is, was, was I prepared? And I think that by this point, I, I feel like I kind of am. I feel like the mid-May point is you kind of know uh, that the track has been laid, the groundwork is set, and now we're going to put the thing on the rails and let it kind of go. Uh, and that's kind of my pre-summer question is, is you know, did, did we make smart decisions about when we plan stuff? Um, did we create good space in the calendar that was both programmatic and had things going on that was organized fun and organized learning and excitement? Um, but also did we make enough space for some of the informal stuff, right? Like this is the thing that we talked about recently about creating dedicated or formalized like uh, white space or informal time. So maybe it's like you know, you do Taco Tuesday at the church, and on Tuesday afternoons, the plan is there's tacos and you hang out. Uh, or, or maybe it's coffee on Wednesdays with Chad, and that's where you get to hang out a little bit with your students in kind of a formalized, informal way. Because I think there is um, that 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 want and desire of like, man, we should just have stuff all the time. But I think there's a way to kind of craft the plan of this is what we're going to do, and this is when I'm available Uh, And I think that creates some safeguards, some boundaries, some rails uh, for us going into summer. Like I know that there are just some days, weeks of both each week and then this summer that I have blocked off just for my family and just for myself. Um, like into July, there's like two, two and a half weeks there where we're kind of going into low power mode on what's going on during the week. Like we're still going to have Sunday gatherings. We're still going to have some midweek stuff and Friday night stuff because what we do is kind of our, our church and our kind of routine of things. But we're not having any big events. We're not having any extra stuff um, because that's for me to have kind of the break of summer that I need to. And I think that's stuff that you have to set out early. Um, you're not going to discover vacation time halfway through summer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, man, I, I, I want to share this. So I'm going to kind of comment this question the other way um, and talk about maybe some of the unhealthy questions that pop into my okay, head okay. um, during these times. Um, I, I think um, for me, w- one of the maybe unhealthy questions that continues to pop into my mind at summer um, is I always feel like there comes this point in the beginning of June that I kind of turn to my wife and I'm like, Hey, um, I'll see you in August, right? <laughs> um, re- hey, re- babe,
2: this is that two months where I earned the 10 months. <laughs>
1: right? It's like, remember what I look like in August yeah, and I yeah. will be back. Um, and so I think that that's something for us to think about, right? Um, because our students see the way that we um, put time and effort into our marriage during these times, right? Uh, the reality of it is this is your ch- your kids that you are shepherding right now um, will come a time in their life that they're extremely busy, right, with their work when yeah. they're married and the way they see you um, make priority for your spouse Even in the midst of camp and even in the midst of mission trips, um, will speak volumes, right? Because they see mentors in their life and the way that they navigate in the busiest time and the busiest season of their life, they see the priority that your family has. And so I think that that's a question that we need to ask, right? If we're asking ourselves the question, what does my wife look like or what does my husband look (laughs) like or smell like and all those kind of things. How soft is my bed? (laughs) Yeah. You're you're like, if you're trying to struggle to remember your address come August, right? Like you're in good company. We've been there. Um, but, but I think that it's something to think about. We've got to, we've got to create time. So for you, Zach, what are some ways that, um, that you try to show Karen that you love her during, you know, yeah. the midst of the summer? And, and what does that look like for you?
2: Well, the, the biggest thing, at least on the front end of the summer, is that she's coming with me when we go oh, okay, to the North cool. Carolina trip. Yeah. So, like... Um, part of my role there is a little more supervisory. Like, I'm on the leadership team. I'm not quite in the trenches for that. And so she she and Isaiah are coming out, um, and they're actually going to live in the dorm with me. <laughs> and so she'll get to be dorm mom to my dorm dad for the week for stuff. And so having her there and having uh, Isaiah there is going to be really special. Uh, even though I'll be busy with stuff, like, they're still there, and we'll still try to make it feel as much like home mm-hmm. as possible. Uh, still try to have some nighttime routine, uh, putting the baby to bed or just, you know, some time to read books together and stuff will be good and just kind of trying to take some of home with me as part of it same same for when we go to our like our Tulsa camp uh later this summer like uh there's just some on-site dorms there and so I've, I've booked a room for her and Isaiah there um so they can be around and so it's not me leaving home and waving bye to them but us kind of like you know, having home in a new place for a short time. Um, the other part is on the weeks that there's not like a week long event is to try to maintain that Friday, um, you know, Sabbath day office off day um, as, as a day for family, right? Like there's a temptation to like, well, the kids aren't in school on you know Fridays ever this summer, so we should just do more stuff with them. But like, if you already have a built-in weekly day or afternoon or time, don't necessarily you know upheave that for summer season because you can. You know, I think it's still really important to maintain as much of a routine as often as you can.
1: Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna
2: yeah, tell me more. You, I need more from Chad.
1: Well, I mean, for me, it, it probably looks like some of the things that I do during the, the normal year as well. Um, okay. I I'm very protective uh, of my time when, when I am at home. Um, because I, I just think that we have to create those boundaries and I want my wife to see that, right? Like when the, the I'm kids home, don't the
2: kids don't crash the house, the Higgins house, no, they don't come crash the house
1: when I know they are, if that makes <laughs> sense. Um, because, I, Hey, we're going to crash your house in three hours. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but no, because I think that I, I if I'm going to be running from camp to camp and speaking and all those kind of things, and, and I'm not protecting some of those those times that I am home, if I'm preparing for the next one, right, and I'm waiting yeah. until yeah. I'm home to do that, and I'm trying to make all these like last minute changes and things like that. Then let's be honest, I haven't prepared as well as I can. It's good. And m- my kids aren't going to get the brunt into that. Who's going to get the brunt into that is my wife.
2: Your home. Yeah. My
1: family, right? And because I'm going to take it home and I'm going to be stressed out and I'm going to be zoned out and I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be the same person, right? And so even if I'm trying to spend some time with my wife, it's like, hey, let's like, Launder my underwear for my next trip. You know what I mean? And so it's like we're spending quality time over folding laundry. It's probably not where we want to be. And it's probably not the most healthy thing. And so then come August, I'm having to like, you know, re get to know my wife all over again. And I I just don't feel like one, I don't think that my heart is prepared to minister as well. Um, When I'm not doing these things that are priority in my own family. And and I think that there's a spiritual aspect to that. I think as we as ministers have to understand that if we're not healthy coming into camp, then we're not going to minister healthy. And sometimes that starts with our home, right? Protecting that, having some quality time with you know, the spouse that God's given us. And so I think that we've got to we've got to get wise and understand that there's just as much preparation on that end as there is understanding where who's going to be bunking where and how yeah. many charter buses we need and all that kind of deal.
2: Well, that's good wisdom, check because I think there is a level of preparation or preparedness for the events, the the programs, the activities, the camps, the trips. But I think there's also a level of fitness, and I think that's kind of one of the words that maybe we need to have you know a, a more conversation with our listeners about that there is a spiritual, mental, physical fitness of being ready for like more than just having all the list written up and all the ducks in a row, there is the the preparedness, not just of the event, but of the minister going into the ministry event. Like if you have if been scarfing the late night Taco Bell and drinking all the Mountain Dew to stay up late and get ready for camp and edit all those videos that are going to be so awesome as like trailer or bumper videos for camp, um, maybe check your heart of how like fit you're feeling right. before you go into it.
1: Yeah, listen. Fire sauce at Taco Bell is not a vegetable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just not. It's not. It's not good fuel.
1: <laughs> okay, so this is going to be. Um, this is probably a question that I normally ask you off air, but I'm going to ask it oh, on good. air. All right, this is the true after nine of Zach and Chad. Um. So honesty time for you, and and you get yeah, man. Ch- you get to check me on this as well. So summertime for you spiritually. Um, Do you find yourself thriving during these next three months for your own spiritual walk or is this always a hard time for you?
2: Uh, It is a hard time. Put you on the spot. It is a hard time (laughs) for me to sometimes stay in the moment. OK, Um, I, I think I think I am I am probably very guilty or maybe even the most guilty of being the guy that is worried about like the next thing. Right. So like in the middle of the Monday of camp, I'm thinking about like, OK, is Tuesday ready or in the middle of, you know, this camp? It's I'm worried about the next thing. And so I think part of when I talk about preparation and fitness, I'm speaking to my own heart of like. You need to be the minister in that moment. Like, forget, forget that detail that you're really stressed about. Like, make sure that you are as present and available as you can be in that moment. Uh, and a lot of that for me starts in my own habits uh, of <laughs> uh, usually. Trying to have a quiet time while all the kids at camp are having a quiet time doesn't work because I'm too busy, right. like, policing the middle school kids. <laughs> like, hey, hey, buddy, I, I, know, I know you finished in four seconds, but I need you to stretch this <laughs> to 15 minutes. Like, And so like I at I camp, like, one of my practices, and part of this is just getting older, Chad. I think 30 means <laughs> – I think the closer you get to the 30, the more and more you start waking up sooner in the morning. Right. Uh, it's, it's trying to do the, like, 6.30 a.m. quiet time before the, like – you know, 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m. like cattle call for breakfast. Mm. And so I think that's the kind of stuff that helps keep me in check is that as tired as I am, I still need to stay one step ahead of preparation on my kids, right? So like if I'm trying to participate with them at the same time that they are experiencing it, I might miss what they're experiencing. Right. So Well, I'll be honest, I struggle. Yeah, dude, you go. So you struggle? Say more. I struggle say more.
1: Well, you know, I know this is going to be a big surprise to you and all of our listeners that have listened <laughs> to more than one episode. Um, I, so some may say that I am a checkbox kind of guy, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. So, some may say, I don't know where they get that. <laughs> um, so, some may say that I'm a creature of habit and yeah. I am, I very much am. All right. If, if you're just now tuning in and learning that about me, then you haven't listed very many of our episodes. Um,
2: but you should check them off your boxes though.
1: <laughs> dude, that is true, man. I you would, should,
2: you should make an episode guy. That's a checklist of like the order in which Chad wants you to listen to the episodes and let them tick off all the boxes. That would be great.
1: <laughs> no, cause they wouldn't check them off. Right. And it would really frustrate me. <laughs> so, um, but so like, that's just kind of the way I roll with my life even. And so, I am a creature of habit, like, okay, to the max. Like, I've told my wife this before. If I could have like five meals that just rotate for every <laughs> like it. lunch That's and dinner, it. like, that would make me the happiest person ever. And if I could have my structure of my day look the exact same every day, then dude, I'm gonna thrive in that like no one's business. And so that is not realistic, right? Over the th- summer months, because you constantly have you know, different camp schedules and, oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And
2: just varying levels of good food. <laughs> Some yeah. camps are great. Some camps are right. not so great.
1: And and so for me, when I'm not in that schedule, yeah. Right. Then I I just kind of start taking things as they go. Okay. Um and and so what end up happening in there, right? I kind of revert back to, like, 15-year-old Chad of, oh, you know, I'll spend some time with the Lord later, and the next thing I know, (laughs) it's, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I've just pounded, like... Two bags of marshmallows, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed.
2: And what just is raw? That? Just raw, like is, not doctor? No, no, like like hot cocoa or listen, s'mores? Come on, like I, there's there's no care. You're just like down in raw marshmallows,
1: dude. I got no shame. I just bust <laughs> that over that is
2: night. Oh man, that is <laughs> that is shameful. I don't. Are they like the the mega ones or the mini ones? Oh yeah, dude. I'm just busted handfuls of those. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So you're playing chubby? You're practicing for chubby bunny by yourself. Listen, dude, I, I ate the bunny a long time ago, man.
1: It's just chubby over it's here. This is
2: chubby, man. Oh my gosh! He's so, a.
1: There's no game being played, man. It's just a fat rabbit. I've got marshmallows stuck
2: in my cheeks for 15 years. <laughs> a going to pause for laugh break. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: just, that, that bunny's dead, man. That bunny is dead. <laughs> so anyways, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, for me, like I, and I know that coming into it. And so I have to protect that. Right. I have okay. to, I have to make sure that, that those, those are times that I get because man, I, I, I don't know about you, but by Thursday or Friday of camp, if if I'm not creating space to allow God to speak into my heart, then then I can become extremely uh short and my patient wanes, and and all those kind of things. And so um I I have to be diligent in that moment. Um to to minister well, right? I mean yeah. if I'm just if I have talks written and all that kind of stuff before camp like I always do um, if I'm not daily meeting with the Lord inside the, the craziness of camp, then man, yeah. I'm, I'm exhausted sure. and, and not just physically, but spiritually. And, and you get to this place of, you know, Thursday and Friday and you're, I think your mindset is I'm hoping to get out of here, um, more than it is. I'm hoping to put whatever God's given me into the hearts of these students. Yeah. And and I think that if we're not careful, we, we get in that place very quickly. And and so I think it's important, man. I, I hope for this episode of, of our listeners. I, I hope we're kind of um, leaning on you a little bit to understand that the most important thing for you this summer is not all the details, but it's it's what your heart looks like, right? Both That's right. your That's right. your home time and in your own spiritual life. If you think that. The, the biggest spiritual awakening is going to happen in your student's life this summer without a spiritual awakening happening in your own life. And mm-hmm. I think we may be getting the, the cart in front of the, the, the horse a little bit here. That's
2: good. Well, let's go to the break, chat, Then when we come back, let's talk about maybe some ways to be a little more attentive, a little more aware, and a little more ready for the renewal that you should be seeking in your own life as a minister.
0: After9 listeners, Chad and Zach are so excited about what is next, and we want to keep you in the know. If you are not in the After9 email club, then sign up today at bit.ly slash after9email. That's bit.ly slash after9email. Each week, Zach and Chad are sending out encouraging words and monthly bonus features. Hear even more hilarious stories and encouraging and honest words about youth ministry. Sign up today at bitly slash after nine email or visit www.afternineministry.com to learn more.
1: Hey, thanks for coming back and hanging out with us at After Nine. My name is Chad Higgins.
2: And I'm Zach Workin.
1: All right, Zach. So when we left for the break, we talked about some practical things that we can do over the summer. Got some good stuff for
2: Yeah, man. Like I think the best thing that you can do is be reading something that is not directly involved with whatever like curriculum or programming stuff that you have going on. Like, I think as much as it seems like we're asking you to do one more thing, please hear us say that you need to be like intaking from a fresh source. Cause I think we get really guilty sometimes of just like funneling everything into uh, the thing that we're going to teach next or the series we're working on. But if you can pick like, a novel or a, a theological work, a theological work that's like not exactly related to the very thing you're talking about, or to open up in Psalms when you're studying, you know, you know the Gospels with your students this summer. I think is a really refreshing way to maintain, like we talked about before, Chad. Some of that, like that quiet time or devotion aspect in the midst of our study. Because I think that we can get really guilty of like, it has to be its best. It has to be its best. And so we just start lumping things left and right and kind of carving out this like middle point where we get so focused that we kind of forget that what's actually being prepared is as much for us as it is for the students. Um, and then what really happens, and this is the dangerous part that I think is is kind of maybe the wise part, is that if everything we're doing is is for the students or is doing we're reading and, and it becomes like our quiet time gets conflated or mixed in with like our study and preparation is that we start assuming where we're at is where our students are at. And I think the pastor, being a pastor, being called to be the minister of students, is being able to see with two eyes, right? Being able to see where where you're at and where you should be growing, but also kind of gauging where your students are growing. Your personal faith journey is not exactly the same as your students. What you need is not exactly what they need. And what they need is probably not what you need. And you need to be aware enough and attentive enough, rested enough, that you you can like see the difference. Uh, I think sometimes that we we get kind of caught up in like everything they're experiencing, we're trying to experience, but we need to experience it alongside them, but in a pastoral role. And so I think having the the kind of awareness and perspective that comes with all of that is really important.
1: Absolutely. One of the practical things that that I'd like to hit on is this: um, plan specific date nights with your spouse that's good um and your and your children um during the summer be intentional with that um we can look at a calendar out tuesday night camp
2: is not a date night
1: (laughs) no no, yeah if you're taking your wife to the slushy stand that does not count (laughs) it's
2: cute and you should definitely do that but that does that doesn't count
1: yeah yeah No, no no i'm talking when you get home right and you have some week that you say hey you know Friday night of this day
2: It's picnic time.
1: (laughs) We're we're doing something. We're getting away. It's movie time. Yeah. not, Not talking about camp. We're not talking about students. We're not, you know, all of those kind of things. And and we're refocusing and we're rejuvenating that relationship that um, we're making priority, we're making time for that, um, and I think that we're going to find great health coming out of that, right? Mm. When, when you get to go into that next camp or that next mission trip um, on the heels of this great date night with your spouse – um, uh, man, there's something just rejuvenating about that. Um, and, and so please make a priority of that. I think that's something easy, practical, um, and don't be afraid, man, get away, call for flowers, whatever you need to do. Um, when you're at camp or you have these long periods of time that you're letting your, your spouse know that, Hey, I'm thinking about you. You're not just this like lifeline to the the real world, right? While we're at camp, but, um, that that we're reaching out to our spouses in some healthy ways when we're at camp and when we're away from it and we're taking time to pause and put things on hold and say you are more important than all of these kind of things right
2: now. Man, if your spouse can't go with you to camp, I think there's nothing better than you could do. And this sounds maybe like really high school romantic cheesy, but having like flowers delivered to them while you're gone or writing notes for each day that you're away. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the things that I think I still hold on to is one of my early mission trips to go. It's kind of a participant is uh, – Wife now, girlfriend, then Karen, wrote me notes for every day that I was gone, and I had those with me, and I felt like she was with me, and I think, man, there are so many times that I should have done the reverse and wrote for her, and so I'd give encouragement just like you, Chad, that be thinking – and all the preparation you do for the ways in which you think about your students, think about your your family, your kids, your spouse in the same kind of way. I think it's so good and so important, and then also – Carve out that time where you're not just overloaded with thinking and doing. Have some time to listen, be attentive, be reflective, be aware. I think students are going to come hungry with questions and enthusiasm and ready to engage. Make sure that you're not just giving them what you think they need, but hearing them well enough that you can begin to support them and invite them into what they're really hungry for.
1: That's awesome. The final advice that I would give is have someone in your life that has access yes um you know zach you have become that guy for me right you you see me in my best moments and you see me in my worst moments and um i feel like you've gotten to this place where um in my bare moods you can go hey uh, maybe you need to chill out a little bit here
2: (laughs) maybe don't don't double fist pound the table on a friday morning
1: (laughs) (laughs) that may or may not have happened all right (laughs) so
2: (laughs) this week even (laughs) Um, but but we get
1: to to have access into one another's life, and and I yeah. think that that's extremely healthy to have other men or other women that um you know the word accountability is thrown a lo- around a lot in in the church body, but it, it seems like we've gotten to this place of accountability where it's just the things that we want somebody else to know that we're willing to tell them, but yeah. then there are those friendships that we have that have access accessibility into our life and. They get to see the the good and the bad and all those kind of things that get to encourage us. And they're allowed to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, I think that's good.
1: And, man, I think that we've got to have those during the summer times, especially people that understand what we're going through, right? Yeah, that's right. We have the ability to go, hey, man, how are things going? Like... Are these three months a good time for you, a bad time for you? Because I know a lot of youth ministers that, man, these three months of summer spiritually are amazing for them because they're in the midst of, you know, some of these giftings that God has for them and all that. And they're like living it up. Um, But, you know, for some of other of us that we feel like we're kind of dragging through summer every year, um, I think it's good to have people around us that can support us, encourage us and pour into our life. And I think it's really, really important.
2: No, that's good, man. Well, Chad, uh, thank you so much for this session, buddy. I love hanging out with you, and I love talking to our listeners. Again, uh, After9Ministry on Twitter, uh, www.after9ministry.com. Find ways to connect with us, uh, get an email from us, check out the different posts for things. We're so excited for the summer. Um, prayers and blessings to use our friends uh, as you kind of move into this next season. We love you, and on behalf of the After9 community, we are praying for you, and we are so excited for what God has in store for you in this next season. listening.
0: Thanks for listening to After9. Join the community and continue the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or visit AfterNineministry.com to share your story.